Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season eight. It is episode 19. Um, And this evening with me is uh, Nigel. Nigel, where are you and what are you doing? In my kitchen, talking to you. Not in your shed? No, too cold, isn't it? Dear, oh dear. I forgot to go and switch the heater on, to be fair. (laughs) <laughs> so the dog may interrupt us again tonight. Oh, here we when go. When he wakes up. Um, yeah. Uh, no George tonight. George has just finished his honeymoon from St. Lucia, but he arrived in the early hours of the morning and he's still sleeping, jet lagged. No John. Uh, John sends his apologies. He's working all weekend. He didn't watch the game uh, and, and had something to do at eight o'clock. So, so no John. But not to disappoint, we've got a special guest presenter in. This week, it's his first time. He's a virgin on more than just a podcast, I think. I don't think we've had him on before. Uh, good evening, Sam. Sam Incasol from Football London. They are a big title. Hey there, mate. You're all right? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I am a, I am a more than just a podcast virgin. And then I am doing the same as Nigel. I'm in my kitchen at the moment. As Nigel said earlier, that will be a change. You're getting a proper journalist on. Have you ever been called a proper journalist? Uh, Maybe twice, and I think that might have been one of them. So, um, yeah, but I obviously appreciate the compliment very much. Well, compared to Sean, I don't know if you can be cast (laughs) as a compliment, but I mean, compared to Sean, we'll we'll have you down as the proper journalist. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. The bar is very low. Anyway, Let's start with uh, talking about the elephant in the room, which is our game against the Cherries. Um, I didn't go. Um, I don't think Nigel did anyway. Uh, I couldn't get a ticket. I think it was 36 points. Um, but Sam, I think you went, didn't you? I did. Like your job in the press box. Indeed. So just to put you right on the spot, Sam, <laughs> I'm keen to hear your view um, as, of the game and, and how Pellegrini set out his stall and, and how the game went. Uh, well, I think he got it wrong uh, in, in, in starting with Andy Carroll. Um, we know the obvious reasons why he started Andy up front. Uh, it just didn't work. Um, in the first half, especially, it was far too direct. It was long balls up to up to Andy Carroll and just wasn't really working and um, and with Andy as well he's just not the same player that he once was as we all know 
couldn't seem to control the ball. Things just broke down, and uh, and then they were behind the eight ball um, in the second half when Callum Wilson scored that fabulous goal. Not long after Carroll himself had skied it uh, from a yard out, was still baffled as to how he did that. But uh, I just think, yeah, tactically, Pellegrini didn't get it right. Um, it, or I imagine a lot of it depended on Hernandez's fitness. If he wasn't 100% or even 80%, as Matt suspect, that's why he didn't start. Um, yeah, it just it just wasn't a good day all round. And another trip down to Bournemouth that I've not seen West Ham win. Um, starting from a bit of a bogey, bogey ground in that place. Uh, but yeah, just really, really disappointing. Yeah, how would you have set up? If you, you're Pellegrini for five minutes with the team you know that was available, um, and we'll talk about Perez later, how, how would you have uh, set up? Well, I, I, the obvious one is, yeah, you'd have played Hernandez. It, uh, if you only got an hour out of him or if you got 65 or 70 minutes out of him, I think that would have been better than the, what we would have, what we did get from from Andy Carroll for his stint on the pitch. Um, I mean, that's, I know that's a relatively simple and straightforward answer, but it is because <laughs> I think Hernandez suits the Pellegrini style. Um, his, his tactics, the way he sets his team up, it suits him a lot better than, uh, than than Carroll does. So yeah, I mean, it's, say it's, it's pretty simple. You kind of set it up the way that they did against Arsenal because it worked a treat there with Nasri playing as a ten, and um, obviously you don't have a, you didn't have wouldn't have had Marko Anatovic in the team, but I think um, you could compensate for that with Nasri. Uh, or maybe yeah. even Mikel Antonio up front, who's been in decent nick recently. So yeah, I will, it, 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 when you when you ask me, yeah, what would you do if you were Pellegrini? Obviously, I'm not a football manager, so it's not. I'm not exactly an expert in these things, but yeah, that's what that's what I would have done. Whether it worked or not remains to be seen. Now I agree with you, and in, in my predicted team, I put Hernandez in, and I thought play Hernandez for the first hour, try and get a goal up front, and then defend it. Um, was, was was my strategy. I'm not a football manager either. Uh, you talking of football managers? Obviously, you went to the press conference afters. You have to hang around until they come out. Um, what, what was uh, the mood like um, from Pellegrini? Well, obviously, he was asked straight off the bat about Marco's absence, where he was, um, why he was, why he wasn't there, um, and. If you've watched videos of of Pellegrini's press conferences, you know that when you, if you ask him about a player that's not there, he really refuses to talk about them. Um, <laughs> he, he's not the most talkative of souls when it comes is, to press conferences, is he? Certainly not. It makes my job quite hard sometimes. But um, yeah, so he, he was asked a few questions, and then and then it got it got moved on. So can we talk about the game, please? Um, and then he was he was just disappointed as you expect him to be. Um, Obviously, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the talk was about Arnautovic, and then obviously Andy Carroll and his big miss as well. What's life going to be like without Arnie potentially? Um, and then it was wrapped up in two and a half minutes, I think it was. And he managed to fit uh, Perez in there as well. Saying, "Yeah, I asked, I asked him, I asked him about Perez." Um, oh, well and uh, uh, yeah, I did my job. I asked him about Perez, and uh, yeah, I got a what was it about a ten-word answer out of it. And, and then yeah. all of a sudden it was uh, right. We're done now. We didn't even do a Monday's paper section afterwards either. So that's how oh, quickly, really? yeah, that's how quickly he wanted to get away from it and get away from Bournemouth. How does he get on with journalists? And I know, I know you had a good relationship with uh, uh, Moyes and and Bilic, and Bilic loved to talk. Uh, how does um, how is Pellegrini with the press? Does does he do his minimum, or or is he quite warm off sort of uh, off the record? Um, no, he's well. No, no, that's not to say he's horrible, but it, it's um, he, he he knows how to play the game. Uh, I was given some warnings from colleagues in Manchester when he arrived. 
doesn't say very much, doesn't give much away. Uh, and that is absolutely true. He just toes the party line. Um, in comparison to, to, to David Moyes and, and Slavin Bilic, it's just a complete polar opposite. Those two wouldn't <laughs> shut up half the time. Um, whereas Pellegrini, you struggle to get blood. It's like getting blood from a stone half the time. So, yeah, he, but, but I've got a good relationship with him. We, we, we get on well. We, really, we know each other now. He, he recognises my face, the lucky thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we get on fine. But, I mean, our post-match press conferences with him never last very long. You ask about a game, and that's about it. And then he, he'll always try and make a pretty speedy getaway. Um, and how many people turn up for uh, press match conferences now, journalist-wise? Because, you know, it's repeated everywhere. It's not exclusive often the hard time. I know you spend all the time transcribing it, which is always very good for people like me <laughs> and Karen Hugh. But but um, is is there a lot of people still turn up for them from the from the big tabloids? It depends on the, it depends on the game. Um, I mean the, the the press conference for the Birmingham FA Cup game, for example, there was I don't know. There might have been four of us, I think, plus a couple of broadcast people um, who were always there. And one of them was probably uh, the new advertiser, yeah, or recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave normally turns up. Yeah, he's normally there. <laughs> yeah. uh, big Dave. Yeah. He's a nice chap. Uh, he's he, he's normally one of them. But uh, he's big. It must be something about the new recorder. Stevie Bacon was quite big and all. And uh, I, I, I've met Dave Evans, and he, he's 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 on the portly side as well. Not the not the not the smallest, but he's a, no. he's got a big heart as well, though. Yeah. Excuse the yeah. if you excuse the cliche, but then uh, yeah, but then you have the uh, ahead of the Arsenal game, then you get more coming in, and obviously the Marco stuff has seen the tabloids turn up, so you've got your sons and your mirrors yeah. and and whatever. So if there's a story to get, then they'll they'll send they'll send their big guns along. So yeah, it just all depends on the game really. There wasn't many for the Bournemouth pre Bournemouth one, um, and there wasn't yeah. many for the, say the Burnley one things like that. But yeah, if Arsenal are in town, Chelsea are in town, Spurs yeah. are in town, there'll be a few more. Is it a, if you is ever it a need dream? A Shut up, you now. Cool. Is it a dream job for you, Sam? Are you a West Ham fan? It is a dream job for me. I mean, I I was I was sixteen when I was um kind of you have those career meetings, don't you, with your old careers advisor at school, and says, um, what do you want to do? And I was like, right, well, I like football, and I was good at English. I like liked English and like writing. Well, I want to be a sports writer, and so yeah. and then it's gone, and I'm now I'm thirty now. So that was fourteen years ago. And here I am now covering covering Premier League football. So I mean, yeah, it is a it really is a dream job. I mean, I get I get paid to watch football every week. I mean, how many people can say they do that for a living? Yeah, I, that was exactly the same conversation I had with my um, uh, careers rep. Funny enough, uh, and he actually just laughed at me because um, I'm I was very rarely at school, so my grades were nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> and I. I, I don't even think I did. I'm old that I did CSEs. I didn't even do GCEs. So my English was non-existent. Yeah, well, I, I did. I said I did that, and then I did my A levels in English and things like that, and media studies, your usual nonsense, and then went to university and studied sports journalism at university. Got my was you a West Ham fan? Where did you grow up? No, no, I'm from I'm from Kent, so I'm down on the south coast. Uh, oh. So I'm 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 nearer Dover than I am London. Out of town. Yeah, I am unfortunately out of town. Yeah, but uh, so Dover Athletic. Aren't you? I am. Yeah, by default. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, well, when you when you when you follow a club as in depth as I do for well, it's been three and a bit years now. You become a fan of that when you're working around them day in day out, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. you, you end up rooting for them, you want them to do well, uh, and you get close to people inside the club 
uh, and f- and with fans outside the club, like 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 you two, for example, you become mates out there, and, and then you become a fan of that club anyway. So um, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a West Ham fan from birth. No, I'm no, I'm not. But like now, I I, I very much am because I I just say cover them all my life. West Ham is my life essentially, which sounds yeah. really weird. No, it, I, I mean the beauty of it is you're getting paid for it. Exactly. Exactly. I, say um, I could be doing a lot of work. So, so at least you haven't got the misery of the fact that you paid for it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> the, the, the one time I met Brian Walno, the great old journalist, he was walking out of the press area at the old stand at, at the bowling for an half-time cup of tea. And um, my uncle knew um, Hart, the boxing man for the son. So he stopped to talk to him. And West Ham were losing 3-0 at half-time. And Walno was laughing. And I said, well, at least you can laugh because you ain't paid to watch this rubbish. And he, and he went, that's probably the truest words ever heard. <laughs> and off he walked. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, is it... Um, how do you see yourself in the future? Would you like to stick with... At least West Ham gives you a lot to write about as a journalist. Oh, Christ. I mean, <laughs> you could be covering worse clubs. I mean, they certainly keep you busy. QBR? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> any, any, anywhere else really, because there's always there's always something going on, as, as Sean will testify, when I'm constantly sending in messages saying, what's this all about? What's this all about? Um, there's, all, there's always something going on. I mean, I'd love to stick around covering them, uh, covering West Ham for a long time because, I mean, I've got the contacts there at the club now and the club know, yeah. and the club know me as well. The fans know me. Um, so it, there's no reason for me to be willing to go anywhere else uh, at the moment, for sure. I mean, and, and there's probably, I've, I, I bet I'm only scratching the surface as well, to be honest. I reckon there's a lot more that can be, uh, that can be dug out uh, from, from, from there. There's probably a few more skeletons in the closet. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on to your <laughs> review of the game <laughs> quickly, um, Nigel. Um, you saw the game. I, I know did. you didn't go because nope. uh, you didn't have enough points. How many points do you have, by the way? If that's not a personal question. Twenty nine, I believe. And you needed thirty six. Yeah. Now I will tell you one thing. I don't know if you read, but um, our allocation was one thousand three hundred twenty five, and. Uh, Andy Sheldon, who's the designated police officer, tweeted out, well done to the 1,225 that joined. And I said, you've got that wrong. What happened to the others? Other 100, did you arrest them? And he said, no, no, normal no-shows, 100 no-shows. That really irks me that where I wanted to go to that game, so many people wanted to go to that game who didn't have 36 points. I think you were one of them, Nigel. Yeah. And yet 100 people know shows. And he sort of said, that's normal. Um, we've got AFC Wimbledon coming up. Couldn't get tickets for that. That's another one where it'll be disappointing if there's a similar amount of non you know, Well, no look, shows. you ain't going to get no no shows for that. At the end of the day, the allocation for Wimbledon is less than the away season ticket old allocation. So you, could, you can yeah. bet your life that... You know, we've got a um, question later, but but some yeah. people say, look, certain amount fifty are allocated to Club London. Staff people get them, sponsors get them. Shouldn't in in small allocations like Bournemouth, I mean, not that I know, but I don't think staff get them be... for every game. They always used to. Uh, well, you, well, then again, you know, if you're a staff member, you got to have certain perks, aren't you? Yeah, 
Well, the press, Sam always gets one, no matter what. I <laughs> well, I haven't, had my, I haven't had my accreditation request come back from, uh, from Wimbledon yet, so I don't know. I mean, for the Carabao Cup game, I was sitting in with the home fans uh, in, an over, oh, in, right. in, a, in an overspill. So, um, yeah, yeah. But I do normally get the, the well, guns of every game for the last three years. I mean, I managed uh, um, to get to the Carabao Cup, but I've not had a chance with this one. And yet the allocation's the same. Yeah. It was it about 650 again, or something? Yeah, it something? but because it's just, you think, it's, that was a midweek game. It, you know, the West Ham support now, you know, while I joke about, you know, out of towners, West Ham support now is now thrown to the far corners of the country. So there's, you know, there's a lot of supporters. There is life outside Canning Town. Yes. I, I mean, I can absolutely vouch for that because I come up on the high speed train um, from the coast into, yeah. into Stratford. And the trains are rammed every week. That's that's what I'm saying. So, they, they, but a lot of people possibly wouldn't be able to do that for a midweek game. Yeah, maybe. So perhaps that's why I was lucky for the Wimbledon Carabao Cup game, and not for the FA Cup game. Mm. The FA Cup they gave a lot of tickets away. I read in the SAG minutes recently that um, to the community through the Bobby Moore. Um, okay, uh, foundation and stuff. But anyway, let's talk about the football game because um, we've <laughs> we've got around the houses. Um, Nigel, yes, uh, what went wrong? Um, we failed to score. Basically, uh, I thought it was two even teams. We we dominated the possession. Uh, I'm sure you can do your shack attack later and, and bail me out there. Um, I just think. Carol's getting all the stick for that miss. And, and while it was a shocking miss, and for me the most shocking bit was he, he even managed to miss hitting the bar um, from there. You could, I could see what he was sort of trying to do. And in a way, Antonio perhaps should have done better. I, before he, the ball he should have absolutely him. buried it, Antonio. So, yeah. so th- therefore, you see, Andy, Andy Carroll in this instance is an easy target. But it does him no favours at all. When he's got to lift it up, you see the the, co- the keepers coming down. He's got a body on the line as well. He's got to lift it up without defending. You know, he's obviously overcooked it. it. That's the turning point for the game for us, in a way. If you look at Wilson's goal, it, it came from a good tackle. Was it the It was. Yeah. Made the tackle. I mean, it was a good tackle and it just sat up lovely for Wilson to smash into the back of the neck from the edge of the area. So I'm not saying we was unfortunate because obviously there was no, no one was on Wilson, but it was the way the play broke. And the last goal, I was watching it with my mate who was a Tottenham fan. And the last goal, I wasn't really bothered about because we were going for the point. So we had to push people up. We were always susceptible to be caught on the break. So for me, losing 2-0 or 1-0 is no different. So I'm, I'm not too despondent. Um, obviously, it's disappointing because Arsenal was... You've got to take Arsenal as a bonus win and you've got to get your bread and butter wins. And the problem we've got at the moment <laughs> is we're not really getting the bread mm. and butter wins for no, the teams absolutely. around us. So that I I can't put my finger 
you know, I can't, you can't really say, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that. People are going to blame the Arnie situation. I don't believe that. These players are good enough. When you walk out on the pitch, you're not running around the pitch thinking, oh, I wish Arnie was here. You know, you're not. I don't no. think we played Randy Carroll's strengths. Is that Carroll's no. fault? I don't even think it is. You know, we we got people that can cross the ball quite well. But against Arsenal, we've played a, a close passing game around the edge of the area. With Andy Carroll, you've got to change that. And they didn't. So, for me, you know, I don't want to blame the manager. He got the tactics wrong. It was just one of them things. It was written in the stars, wasn't it? Bournemouth hadn't won before games. We'd just beat Arsenal. It's in the DNA of the club, I'm afraid, yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Big, beat a big team, lose against a smaller yeah. team. Always and, been the you one. You know, Arnie, uh, sorry, Arnie, um, Arnie on the brain. Um, Pellegrini keeps on talking about this big club mentality. Well, we didn't seem to have a big club mentality. Um, we did have 62% of possession, little stat attack to their 38. Um, we had nine shots. One of them on target that was generous. They had 10 shots, four on target, and obviously two of them went in. Um, but when we did a, a, a Claret and you players ratings, the only player to get a seven was Fabianski. Um, sixes were basically defence plus Declan Rice. Nearly everybody else got a five. And poor old Andy Carroll, we wrote this this morning, got a 3.49. They, they don't rate him. Um, and you you might be right. It might be a bit unfair because Antonio did miss. Um, and it's easy to make Andy Carroll the scapegoat uh, if you're not going to make Marco Anatovic uh, the scapegoat. But, you know, it, it was a 1-0 loss that, you know, as we pushed forward, we lost 2-0 at the end and I switched off. So, um, you know, onwards and upwards, we, we, we faced the FA Cup, which... Should be an easy pass through, and then we. Yeah, got... Cup. You know, I said it a couple of weeks ago. Forget, not forget about the league because you've got to do it. But at the end of the day, seventh is the highest we're gonna we're gonna finish. Yeah, we're only still what three or four points off that. Three points off seventh spot, I believe. So it's still achievable. We've just got to keep going in the cup. If you know, we if we finish well twelfth, so what? It don't mean it's a bad season. We could finish 12th, but on the same amount of points as the team that finished 9th. Does that mean that we've had a worse season than them? No, it's, it's, it's progress. And I think that's what they what, that's what the owners would have wanted in the first year under, under, under Pellegrini when he came in. They just want, exactly. they just want progress. They're not expecting to go, him to go and win the FA Cup because he's not won it since he, when he was at City. They're not expecting that. They just want to see progress on the pitch and then they go again in the summer. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I expect West Ham to win the FA Cup, but, you know, there's a chance here. We've got AFC Wimbledon. Because it's the luck of the draw. And, and that's another thing with the FA Cup. You, you can, I can say, let's, let's prioritise it. But then, you know, we could be drawn out against Man City or Liverpool in the next round, in the fifth round, if we beat Wimbledon. You know, we've lost yeah. to teams like that. Well, you know, won't be Liverpool because they're out. Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we need a proper journalist to, to point out stuff like that, you see. That's why well, we are just saying. <laughs> no, but we've, you know, we're Man City or yeah. Man United or, or, or someone in the fifth round. You know, you've got, to, you've got to rope you draw a lesser team. Get to the quarterfinals and see where you go. Mm. Um, you know, that's, that's the way I look at it. Anyway. United um, drew each other anyway in the fourth round, didn't they? So one of them's going to be going. The, 
Moving on. Moving on. Uh, I I was extra disappointed by the game. I agree with Sam that um, Pellegrini got his tactics wrong, and I thought Eddie Howe got his tactics right. They actually played like an away team, soaked up the pressure and got us on the break. And who else? Callum Wilson. And to make it worse for me, I had dropped Callum Wilson from my dream team, my, my fantasy Premier League team, because I'd heard Eddie Howe saying, oh, his, his hamstring is a lot worse than expected. So I dropped him and put in uh, Troy Deeney in my, uh, in my fantasy team. And what, what does he go and do? Goes and scores two goals against us. So equally disappointed. Or one. What? One goal. Did he? Did he? I thought Wilson scored both of them. No, Josh King got the other. Don't it? There you go. See, do you know what? That shows you how much I was interested when the second goal went in. He was off by there. Yeah, he had been substituted. Yeah. Junior Stanislas came on for him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, good old Junior. There you go. See, that's why we need a proper <laughs> journalist on on the show. Anyway, uh, let's move on to Marco and Outovic. Um, hey, Arnie. <laughs> Um, and his brother. Uh, a little bit of a sideshow. What would we do, Sam, without the Marco and Altovic show um, from the lack of transfer gossip? And it has kept us busy. Um, first broke by, obviously, uh, Lee Clayton, who who just took his job up miraculously, uh, head of TalkSport, and breaks the story, leaked to him by his brother, uh, Daniel and Altovic. Um, that a club, unnamed club, is coming in for him. Uh, we, we, we won't go for it because we know it all. Um, now, there has been a lot of stories, and, and Sam and I have repeated a lot of them, but on on Friday, just, just to keep you updated from the last podcast, on Friday, uh, Jacob Steinberg, who I'd spoken to, ran a story, um, and I won't pronounce the other Chinese name, saying that there'd been a bid for 40 million, and then on... on uh, Saturday, another story came out, um, and I can't remember his name, but he writes for the Gambling Times, which I find highly amusing, talking about a bid for 45 million, which was repeated everywhere. Um, so I talked to my my normal senior source, and I go, "What's going on?" And they were very clear. They said, "Look, the only the the maximum bid that the Chinese club want to pay is 40 million euros." Which, which is roughly 35 million pounds. So 40 million euros, 35 million pounds. From that, he said, we owe Stoke the sell-on fee, three million pounds. So that, that takes us down to obviously 32 million. It's not sell-on fee. On a sell-on fee, yeah. The profit, it's a, the profit. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then he told me something about a solidarity payment. I didn't know anything about this. I had to look it up. There's a fee for solidarity payment that when a player goes from one football association to another country's football association you have to pay a five percent solidarity fee and that then is split up by fifa and pro rata to every club he's paid uh, played for since he was 12 years old so they work out who's paid for and that money gets split out probably with fifa taking a little cut of it i don't know um allegedly so it means we would have got 30 million. Now, my understanding is the board have said from the start, he is not for sale. But when this bid came in, they talked to Pellegrini. Pellegrini said, no, I do not want the sanction to move. And it's quite simple. For all the talk with Gomez 
and Giroux and Balotelli and and, and and I'm trying to think of some other ones that have come up in the uh, last. Uh, Zapata. Yeah. they're all not fake because of course any club is doing their due diligence we can't afford anyone and 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 what i was told this morning as an update is two things first of all the 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 strikers that are available pellegrini doesn't want right the strikers who he does want are either too expensive or not available to the summer. So to be absolutely clear where we are at the moment, we're nowhere. We're not close. And 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 it's really important to say, you know, he's not for sale. Even the talk sport are running this story now that, you know, the deals, the 45 million deal that never was has collapsed. And obviously they get their information from Daniel. There, I'm sure it's not the end of this story. And I had an update just before I came on air saying, I'm sure it's not, there's a twist and turns. I'm sure Daniel has something in mind. I've heard he's going to take drastic actions, what those drastic actions may do. We need to wait till Arnautovic returns to training tomorrow. They've been off for two days. We're recording on a Monday night, 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning. Does he turn up for Rush Green? Will Sam be out there with a camera waiting to see if Arnautovic turns up? I'm sure I'm sure Sky News will oh, be. Oh, they'll be there. Um, um, but the, the, where we are, and we've ran a poll today on Mar- Marco Anatovic, and we asked the question, because I know uh, Nigel likes his polls, is do you want to, would you forgive and forget Marco Anatovic? Not forget him, but forget his, dis- you know, his indiscretion. Um, or will you always consider him a, a traitor? Um, and what do you think the result was, Nigel? You sent it to me, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> well, it actually has changed from the time I sent you it, actually. Over 1,600 people have voted. I'm not going to ask you. It surprised me that 67% are prepared to let his actions speak on the pitch. Time to heal. Forgive him as long as he scores goals. Only 33%, that means, are saying he's a traitor. Don't want anything to do with him. Are you surprised by that result, Nigel? Well, it sort of plays into you know you lot that that, that run the stories hands against people like me who who think that by doing what you do, you whip the fans up against these players and make it difficult for them to come back. Um, as we know, I had a little uh, tete-a-tete at the weekend. But I pointed it out to you personally that I think the amount of stories you lot bang out uh, constantly about this does uh, does the player and the club no favours. So we don't print everything. To be fair, Nigel and Sam will back me up on this. We don't say everything we know. We are sometimes conscious. Do you yeah, yeah, that? absolutely. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there is. There's. There's. I think there's a hell of a lot more that could be uh, could be run about. Any transfer, really, uh, that 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 isn't that isn't published, because at the end of the day, there's still relationships that you have to maintain. Um, yeah. That might sound uh, like you're almost like like you're wussing out of it, uh, but it's true. You do have to you, no, you do no. have to maintain relationships, especially with the club as well. So otherwise, they might stop me from going, and I can't do my job. It's little things like that. We play the mm. game as well, and also as as you know, currently you being a a fan site. You know, 
we I know you won't think this, but we do have a filter of things that might damage either the club or a particular star player. And the same with X. No, look, I know you might not believe no, that. What, <laughs> what I think is, is that sometimes perhaps you fail, you all fail to realise the influence you can have on fans and, and, and the way things are put across. Fans will look at it. That's why newspapers write in a certain style and do things to, to influence the people that's reading it. And the problem is when, when it, there's a constant barrage against a certain player, you can see in response to what is put out, the fans agreeing with it, it can make it difficult, you know, uh, for, for the player to come back. Because, you know, perhaps, you know, I get to hear things that the other people don't hear. So we get to realise that perhaps Arnie is going nowhere. And yet there was this constant negative stream against him. Now, Personally, I'm ambivalent to whether he stays or goes. If he pulls on the shirt, I'll, I'll hope he does his best and I'll support him. And, and that's the same for any player. Um, I'm not a Yarbu fan. So I don't cast him as the pantomime villain and I don't celebrate him if he stays, to be fair. Because when he signed him, I knew what he was. He was a mercenary. Mm. Yeah, you, you don't buy into all no. the uh, cross hammers and the well, You know I don't do it. I, it, it. You know, I don't feel the need to do it. And I don't. And when players that turn up do it, I, you know, I just it just holds no sway with me because you know that they'll drop you as quick as anything when a better offer comes along. Yeah, you did point out, and it's a really good point I want to make that Nigel told me. He said, "Why would an Austrian player be a, a, a you know passionate about West Ham and feel strongly about West Ham?" And you know, th- there is a point that that Anatovic plays the game. You know, he knows that crossing the hammers and kissing the badge makes him close to to the West Ham fans. It don't, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is how ridiculous it gets. Um, who was the boxer? James DeGaulle was on the undercard of the Mitchell fight at the bowling ground, and I was ringside, and DeGaulle come out and crossed his arms like an Amers. I think he's an Arsenal fan. <laughs> you know, you know, that, that, and I know it's like not football. You think this is the lengths people will go to to get the fans on, on, on their side, and that's what players will do. You know, yeah. they, we know they've got no, you know, they've got no love for Blimey, there's been players like, you know, I'm not going to slag him off, but Tony Cotty, you know, born diehard West Ham fan. Yeah. Everton come along, bigger club than West Ham. He was off like a shot. Yeah. So. Injured though, wasn't he at the time? That's... Oh, I don't, I could, you know, 1988. <laughs> so I can't remember that far back. State. What I'm saying is, is if you get players like that, with genuine love for the club, that when it's their career uh, and, and when it's their livelihood, they will go to wherever the best offer is. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Anyway, I, I want to just bring it back a little bit. Uh, Sam, putting you on the spot, um, crystal, um, crystal ball time. Where do you think? Marco and Altovich story ends. Come on, this is this is where you you make your prediction and uh, Nigel. I, I just think that that, that Pellegrini is just going to dig his foot in, uh, dig his heels in, sorry, and just say absolutely not. You, you, you're not going anywhere. You just like it or lump it because they haven't got an. A, it's the 21st of January now. We were doing this, so there's only 10 days of the window left um, to be even potentially think about finding a replacement. Uh, it, and it, if 
if the club, if the sorry, if the Chinese clubs don't um, meet the valuation that, that the board set for an Outovich, then then they don't need to sell him. They they, they don't need to sell him now. Um, I think he'll probably go in the summer. If, if I'm if I'm putting my yeah. crystal ball, and I certainly think he'll go in the summer, but I I I think he'll um, he'll still be a West Ham player come whatever is it what what, what time does it close? Is it eleven o'clock on the thirty first? Um, I think he'll still be. Well, of course, the Chinese. Yes, that is true. That is true. But I mean, if, <laughs> if they've not come back in with a new bid, I mean, even it's been what ten days since it first broke. So I mean, if they're not coming back yeah. in with an improved bid since then. Why then? They're, then they're probably not going to. So yeah, I think he'll still be um, a West Ham player for the. Yeah, but they can sit and wait. That at the end of the day, right? That this this shitstorm has has rained down now. And again, that's why I pick up on the messages put out when it's made difficult for the player. This, this whole like circus erupted around him. Part of it, you know, a lot of it's down to him and his brothers doing. But when there's negative, you know, unsettled from the fans, if the fans give him a bad reception, let's face it, Lou Macari wanted to keep Paul Ince, yeah? He turned up at Stoke, see the reception he got, Ince was on his way. So the fans can make and break a player. West Ham fans can do that. They've done it in the past. So if the West Ham fans did give Arnautovic a hostile reception the next time he pulls on the shirt, then it sort of makes his position untenable. And therefore, the Chinese club sitting there and they'll just ring up and go, our offer still stands. And you think, well, we've got to get him out of the club. We've just got to get anything we can. That's probably what happened with Pyatt, wasn't it? That's what I'm saying. It, it well, because he went on strike and whatever and did all that nonsense. Yeah, but he was crying. He was. I, I was told he was actually sobbing and an emotional wreck. But that's another story for another time. But you know, this is life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is not the same. He had personal 
family reasons we know and we're not going to talk about them again but this is more financial and other problems related uh and and a, and a crazy brother so well the big mistake on out of it said was was the statement about winning yeah. things you know and, yeah well it's his brother to be honest you know, anatovich being yeah daniel anatovich and not Dave Walker it, on the West Ham way summed it up, you know. Who cares about what you win in China, realistically? Yeah. No one. Yeah. You know, yeah. probably even after Chinese don't because they're all watching the Premier League. So it's a meaningless trophy to go and win. You go in there for the money. Just have the truth. Yeah. yeah. So what's going to happen then, Nigel, quickly? I, I want to Well, I've just, up. listen, uh, uh, I, there's, still, there's still 10 days to go. <laughs> Anything can happen. And, and yeah, I, you know, that's the, exactly if uh, it's 50 50 for me, whether he stays or goes. I think a lot of it is perhaps down to the fans if he plays Saturday and the reception he's getting because the away fans will be a lot harder on him than the home fans. Mm. Let's get it like that. That's your bread and butter. I, I'm, fans, not, I'm not sure, fans. I, I'm not sure he's going to turn up tomorrow. Uh, he could feign injury saying he's got a bad back. I, I, I think there's a few twists and turns. I know we've been told the deal's off. I know we've been told he's not for sale. I know we've been told Pellegrini has said that. But I still believe if a £45 million offer comes in on the right payment terms, I think Pellegrini can be persuaded to accept that and reinvest it. £45 million, pound, yes. Pound. Yeah, pound. but that, yeah. I can't see the Chinese doing that because the bloke's unsettled and he's going to want it out. So I don't think they would sell him for under... 45 million and this is this is the 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 thing of the inflated stories that the others have said um but anyway we shall see tomorrow uh we're recording on monday night by tuesday we know sky sports i'm sure will be outside um looking whether an out of itch turns up tomorrow will he turn up will he try will he get picked for the uh afc wimbledon game will we see him back um at the london stadium next monday when we play Liverpool. It's going to be an exciting uh, seven days, Nigel. Can't wait. <laughs> let's talk about transfer or lack of transfer because the reality is, well, let's talk about um, the latest made-up story uh, in the sun this morning. Uh, we woke up to Andy Carroll. Oh, don't upset us. You're telling us <laughs> Andy it Carroll up. going to Spurs <laughs> for £2 million. Bargain. Uh, bargain. I'm sure they would snap their hands off. Unfair to Andy Carroll, but uh, we've been told by senior sources it is 100% absolutely not true. They've got a backup striker. Why would they want Andy Carroll? Uh, there is no offers in for Andy Carroll. Um, whether he's available or not is another thing. Um, and now, uh, sorry, um, and out of it, we've talked about Perez. Uh, you know, talk of him going back to Spain. Is that why he's, he's not training hard enough, trying to force through a move? But again, unless they can get a replacement, they might be able to get £4 million back on him, which is what we paid for him. Uh, but we're not going to get much more than that. And uh, uh, lucky if we're going to get that. I think I think there was, was talk of a possible loan, but my sources say no loans. If It's, it's sell only. Uh, the same with uh, Hernandez as well. I think it's Valencia that wanted uh, Valencia uh, that wanted um, Hernandez, and again they they've got no money and want to loan him, and and they're saying no, we're not going to do a loan if 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 you want him, you've got to pay full value for him and a premium because it's it's the January transfer window. 
Um, so we, I don't think he's going anywhere either. I think it was real Betis from memory that wanted uh, Perez. And I think most West Ham fans would, you know, call the taxi for Perez. Um, but isn't it interesting? Nearly all our strikers are linked with a move away. Uh, Silver is obviously very young. Um, we could get to a point where none of our strikers are there in the summer. Um and our striker is yet to be identified. It's it's a it's a strange position to be in, but with all the names that have been mentioned, and you know, with Pe- Pellegrini's list of fourteen, fifteen, whatever it is, and we mentioned some of them earlier with Sam's help. If we have got zero money, if we've got zero money, there can be no big deal. Maybe a loan. But what I was told earlier, and I'll repeat it again, all the players available Pellegrini doesn't want, all the players that he does want are either too expensive or uh, will only be available in the summer. So believe it or not, and, and you know, I'd like to give you lots of transfer news about this player and that player and everything else. The reality is that Nazri might be the only transfer this window, assuming we keep uh, Marco Anatovic and Andis and Perez. I think that will be it. Um, will that be disappointing, Nigel, if, if we end up with only doing uh, Naz, uh, bringing in Nasri and, and keeping everybody else? No. No? No, we've said it for weeks, and I've been saying it for months. We, we, we spent all the dough uh, in the summer. Uh, yeah, 90 million. Supposed 100 million. 90 million plus another 6 million in add-ons, yeah. as was revealed in the well, uh, financial well, accounts. There, there is nothing there to be spent. Um, so, in a way, the, the, the work that Pellegrini's done gets the owners off the hook a bit, because if we hadn't have had that four wins out of four, or, or the five wins out of seven in December, um, the, the, the pressure to spend money may have meant they took the on out of its deal. So... <sighs> I'd, yeah, I'd, not, this is exactly as I expected it to happen. But Nazri is a good signing, though. I think Nazri yeah. will be a good signing, yeah. and I hope. Actually, I know he's signed on six months. We, we you know, we'll get, put him on a two-year deal in the summer. Yeah, it 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 could be promising. Sam, I know it's not good for our <laughs> business to have no transfers. Uh, so we don't, you know, if you run a story, there's going to be no transfers. Well, sort of, real journalists just make it day? up anyway, don't they? Oh. Oh. Shots. We never make stuff up. <laughs> but we did one. <laughs> yeah, a social media experiment with X. Yeah, but do you not realise how foolish that was now? Why, why was it foolish? Well, because, because actually what you did was made a mockery out of it. So, so now when people go, you know, when people like me go, well, you only make it up anyway. You go, oh no, we don't. We can always point back to that stupid. Yeah, but it was a what, it was a story. It was a social media experiment to show that the the washing machine of that once one person is printed it, then everybody else prints it. And I'm sure you get the same as well, Sam, where you'll get a you'll get the initial story. And it, it just gets repeated and repeated Yeah, I mean, again, it was it? that. Um, there was the Andy Carroll one this morning. It was the prime example. That came out was late last night, wasn't it? And then all of a sudden, everyone else was running it. First thing I did was to just was, was check and say, is this, is this nonsense like I suspect it is? And lo and behold, it was. 
Um, but you know, you're yeah. absolutely right how they yeah. snowballed. Um, that little experiment you did, I'm actually quite proud to say that I didn't actually run anything on that. I didn't. You didn't I did you? Yeah. Well done, I didn't let you. I no, didn't you let didn't. Did no, you did. I, 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 I can't remember the you. fella's name now, but um, uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I actually didn't. He's still crying in in <laughs> remote in, in somewhere in Brazil or Panama. He was interviewed. Well, it yeah. was uh, Romero. Was it Romero? I can't remember. Romeo. Romero or Romeo, and 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 on the that time we picked him, he then scored a hat trick and went on the form of his life. <laughs> and was interviewed uh, by the local press about joining West Ham. So there you go. He's a, he's a mate, personal freight of um, uh, um, Balbuena as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we should move on because we're at the forty-five minute mark. Well, hold on. Uh, I just want to ask Sam, since I've got a real journalist here, um, how do stories like that begin? How do you go about printing a story? I know you're you're a bit different. You're not a red top or whatever. But to to print a story that says Tottenham are looking at Andy Carroll, how does that come about? Uh, It would probably be agent uh, agent talk. Um, But then again, even some of the nationals, like they'll just put two and two together and make and make four or, or make five in so in if it's wrong um, you like Harry Kane was injured Fernando Llorente just scored a known goal Deli Ali got injured Hu Min Son's away um, they need a backup striker who might be available that they maybe that maybe they know is available uh, from a certain club uh, and then obviously Andy Carroll was the, was, was the answer they did it with Chelsea last year as well Chelsea were were supposedly keen on him this time last year and that obviously didn't, didn't, didn't go through either and this year it's Spurs so um, the way I do it is I normally get I normally check with agents and whatever, I mean, which is always a, a slippery slope, isn't it? because agents obviously have their own agenda, a la Daniel Arnautovic, um, and they want to just get the best deal that they can for their clients. So, I mean, you just have to be very careful, but that's, that's when I uh, I check with the people that I trust, and on, and then once I get the response that I that they give me, and I trust them on that response, and then then you can either nip it in the bud or or, or roll with it. Mm. Yeah, and I think you know it depends on the journalists as well. I won't, I won't name them, but there's certain journalists you trust that you know they will ask a number. They will have a two source rule where you know they get try and get it confirmed. What's your rule then? I, 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 <laughs> it's a bit unfair. It's a bit unfair. Oh, you walked into that one, son. Oh, dear. I, I, I try to go to the most serious source. That's a good comeback. Go, like, go the, no, I'm not carrying on. Anyway, um, yes, we shall see. Um, transfer deadline day uh, might be quite interesting. I'm sure they're going to let the Anatovic run up to that one. Uh, he'd be on a helicopter and everything else. But anyway, Um I think it's time for this. Yeah, it's Facebook, Twitter question time where you, the listeners, ask us the questions and hopefully Nigel is ready. I'm ready. With the questions. Right, far so, away. So I posted, recording around 7.30 tonight, items for discussion are Bournemouth defeat, Arnie's the truth, Wimbledon Cup game. Comments and questions below. Also, I put nine years of Golden Sullivan. We've not asked Sam this. Oh, yeah. Has the club changed for you either for the better or for the worse? We know mine. but <laughs> uh, Robert Jesse uh, says, Wilson didn't look to have much of a leg problem this Saturday. Um, but he did go off injured, Rob. So there, there was stuff in it. 
regular Lewis Aaron Trout. How consist inconsistent are we? Why is it that you could put your house on defeat the Bournemouth and Wilson scoring again? We will lose the next two league games and end up being an average season. Don't put it down to Arnie. We would have lost this anyway. We can only hope for a long overdue FA Cup trophy to bail us out. Cheers, Nigel, Sean John, and part-time George too. Uh, and we'll throw Sam in for that for today. A uh, friend of the show, not that Lou ain't, but obviously made Marion. Uh, in last week's questions and answer session, there seemed to be a lot of time spent on questions raised by Australians and New Zealanders. Uh, we are uh, worldwide. So I did. If you didn't know. Uh, is this Nigel's way of showing me that there is life outside Europe? <laughs> uh, don't start me on Brexit, I tell you. Also, oh is there plans to review the allocation of priority points? Why not allocate points based on distance? For example, one point allocated for a London away fixture, but free for Newcastle, thus rewarding those who spend more travelling to see the Hammers. Uh, I, I, I can get why people say that. that. The problem we've got at the moment is, it, it is a very small minority, but there is a proliferation. Normally, for every game, you can get a ticket on Twitter. Every away game. So, that is if only if only we knew someone on the West Ham United official supporters board ticketing subgroup, Nigel. Yeah, but they've they've not come back to me, so I, they will do. Oh, right. They will do. We've we've been talking about it. The subgroup is going to have a remit to discuss all these things. So send your ticketing stuff into Nigel. Uh, he's on the ticketing subgroup, official supporters board. Uh, he can take all your ticketing woes. Uh, to to Nicola Key, that's it. Uh, Kay, even at uh, head of ticketing for the club, and uh, yeah, get them solved. Yeah, I will. And one day I may even reveal why I'm so knowledgeable about ticketing at West Ham. <laughs> yeah, one I day I don't think I will though. Paul Sanders, what's the truth in Carroll to Spurs? I think with Sam's nailed that. Rubbish. It was made up by his mates. Surely he did his best in front of goal on Saturday to put them off. <laughs> Looking forward to Saturday's televised game versus Wimbledon. What priority, in brackets, now that we seem safe, does Pell give for the FA Cup? And could this be a year that we go far? Uh Fingers crossed, you know, luck of the draw. You always got to look at luck of the draw. Uh, Ed Hughes, you're Ed. As for GNS performance, it's greatly improved. (coughs) Really? Uh, The past 12 months, they have been been their best by a long way. Agree. Yeah, you would. Can't help but feel transparency before the move would have eliminated much of the tension and underperformance from them in the first years at the LS. Overall, D+. It's a bit high for me, but still. Bankruptcy beckoned before they arrived. That seems to be always forgotten. It's not forgotten, Ed. Believe me, it's not, because it weren't going to happen. Matthew Kemp. uh, John John always points out that maybe it was better to have gone down, uh, taken the 10 points, gone into administration, wiped out the debts, gone down, because we went down in 2011 anyway, and, and come back again. 
It's a difficult one to know because it's easy with hindsight. But The worst thing about that is innocent people, when they go down with debts, they take everyone out. And yeah, having yeah. been someone that's recently been took a hit because some scumbag done that, uh, it's, I wouldn't really. Look, all, all I'll say is in the last, I know you don't like the board, but in the last <laughs> nine years, right, since the March thing, you, you haven't got... Um, you haven't got David Sullivan doing media interviews and, and going on radio and going to Sky Sports and doing interviews for the the club. Has he stopped you talking then? Got, you haven't got. Um, Has he stopped Karen talking? Bra- yeah, you haven't got Karen Brady talking on Twitter about West Ham or doing interviews about West Ham, right? Yeah, you haven't. You only have what she does in the Sun newspaper. I know some people disagree with that. You haven't got. David Gold speaking very often or saying things controversial on on Twitter. They've kept their mouths shut. The media team are doing a far better job. They've got Simon in, also uh, is in a new role as well, which was well overdue. I think he's doing a really good job. I think Ben's doing a really good job. I think that suddenly there is more credibility for this club than there was maybe a year ago. So, look, do they get everything right? No. But give them credit where credit's due. You know, they they put their hands in their pockets, or not their hands in the pockets, they risked 90 million over the summer and they risked bringing in Pellegrini. They made those decisions. So credit where credit's due. I'll give them a, a B minus, by the way, just to say that. Thanks for that part of the podcast on behalf of the Tate party. We'll now move on. Uh, Matthew Kemp. Worth noting that any Chinese club pays 100% tax on the transfer fee. So for, he must read Carrot and you, Matt. Blimey. So 35 million quickly becomes 70 million. Rumours yeah. abound that Arnie's brother instigated the interest and that the Chinese club have pulled out the deal. Where does that leave Arnie? Uh, still, we still a West Ham player. Uh, Nick Harvey. So West Ham to beat Arsenal one week, then look toothless and lose to Bournemouth. As I said last week, Carroll offers nothing in a Pellegrini team to get rid ASAP. Problem is, I don't think anyone's going to buy him anyway because he's free in uh, in in the summer. Arnautovic, let him go now for the right price. You won't get the right price. He's made it clear he values money above everyone else. Perez can go. Corey wants to get rid of all the strikers. Add him to Carol and Arnautovic, and that's the best part of 300 grand a week available. Get a striker on loan now and sort out some real targets for the summer. It's never that easy. Wimbledon, uh, don't think Andy Murray's going to win it. Youngsters should get a chance, though, and rest some key <laughs> players should still have enough to progress next one. Sullivan and Gold, cool, he's got his bee in his bonnet today. Nine years and we're no better off. This is what I want to read. Uh, Then when they took over, they sold our home for the rented athletic stadium. We still have significant debt. We're still a yo-yo team. We still have no cohesive strategy, replayer recruitment. They're still not delivered on all they promised. And of course, Brady's still spouting bollocks. He didn't put bollocks, but I'll say it. And false promises. But we're still West Ham United. Oh no, of course, we're now West Ham London. Dear, oh dear. Five years ago, I actually said that. West Ham London's what I called them. Uh, Gary Prince, your number one fan, Sean. Hi, team. 
As Sean is in contact with the header ticket in, can we get some transparency on where the away tickets have gone for the smaller allocations such as Wimbledon and Bournemouth? It would appear a fair few disappear in the direction of the corporate sponsors and general hangers on. And with some loyal away fans missing out, can we get confirmation of exact numbers? I, I doubt they're going to release the exact numbers, but it is a question that a few people have asked. And I know uh, Club London, as I said, get a percentage. I think there was over 150 requests. Well, you, you've got 50. a Club London representative, surely, on this. Yeah, yeah, on, no. And, and this, what has he said? Be, this what has he said? This is, will what be has he said? At, at the ticketing sub. Has he not board. said anything then? No. Oh, right. Well, we know he said something, but basically, you, yeah, you don't want to say, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some things. That so, are yeah, so that's probably true. People, we know they're creaming up the tickets that the corporates say look after and make sure they get their tickets. Um, that's it for Facebook. For let me ask a question before you move on. Let me ask a question Go on to then. Sam. Have, have, you, have you met any of the two Davids or Karen? I've only met um, Mr. Gold, uh, and that was um, one of the old family days they had uh, um, at the London Stadium in the first season that they were there. I actually had, a, I got, I had an interview with him, and uh, he was actually very, very, very pleasant. Um, a lot smaller than I um, than I thought, um, but yeah, he was he was he, he was polite and pleasant enough. But I could tell he had other places to be. <laughs> I kind of let him go, but I've not I've not um, I've not had the, the the pleasure of meeting uh, the other two just All yet. Right, we need we need to arrange that, Sam, because I think you'd find. What I always say, and, and look, Nigel's met both of them. All um, three of them. When you meet them in a room, right, people give it all the mouth about Karen, but when you see Karen operating in a meeting in a room, she holds her own. She's well briefed. That's, yeah, I have I have seen her in, I saw her at the, uh, um, oh, what on earth was it? Select it was committee. one of the meetings at the London yeah. Assembly, the Select Committee, that was about a few months yeah. ago. I did see her there. I didn't speak to her, all, but yeah, you're right. She did hold her own very and, well. And, you know, even if you meet Sullivan face-to-face, again, you know, he comes You'd off. You'd have been down. <laughs> and you've met him, Nigel. <laughs> Um, you know, he comes over very, very genuine. Um, for, for all the grief Nigel gives, I don't always think it's really fair. Um, and, and say, you know, you don't know these people. You just think you know them. You have to meet them in person to understand what they're really like. And my party political broadcast will stop there. Yeah. And they said the cries love their mums as well. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, on, Jane Morris photographer, yeah. are we better off in some ways, but records show that the difference in revenue since moving is negligible. Maybe this will change, but it's been pointed out that other clubs with smaller grounds are well above us. Uh, was the move needed? I'm not convinced. Not to oversimplify things, but just get rid evil poison. Oh, he's moved on, I think, to... Uh, Oh, Arnautovic. So not the way we simplify things, just get rid. He'll be in the position in the dressing room and it will show on the field. And with the supporters, he did the same at Stoke, so we knew what we are getting. Hughes, he's having a right laugh and well he should. Obviously, Mark Hughes was a bit upset on him. With, um, yeah. with that, I think that's it. That's it. All right, well, we, we're, we're at um, an hour, so we want to be really quick and just do our predictions. But before that... Uh, you had a good week on Super 6, so you probably want to do Super 6. What, what are you going to do? Top 5? Top 10. 
All right, ready? Yeah, go. I know Sam loves this. Monjus Podcast Super Six Roundup in at ten. James Magic two eight nine. The Pontiff himself, Simon Pope, the the winner for the World Cup tournament two eight nine as well at number nine. In at eight, Alan Austin two nine two. Into the top seven with Ryan Smith on two nine four. Adam Darlin Darlow on two nine five. And we hit the top five with Ben White on two nine nine. Up to four, Marky Matthews into the 300. Top three now. Third spot is Lee Davis on 304. Second, Phil Walker, 312. And top of the pole, number one, he's still there. Oh, Walt, Paul Disley, 320 points. Now... Uh, as for presenters, I've moved into the top twenty because I was twenty first. I've, I've, you did out, you outscored me, but I moved into eighteenth place on two seven one. You're still thirty first, even though you scored eleven on two four eight. Late Everton goal really helped me. Yeah, George uh, is forty eighth on two one six, and if I go right the way down, fifty ninth, John Bucci one three one. He's obviously not trying very much. Do you play Super Six, Sam? I don't know. I, no, I don't. I'll let you join the league then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's about it from us this week. We finished with predictions. Oh. We've got two predictions. I'm going to start with our guest Sam. So uh, we've obviously got AFC Wimbledon and followed by Liverpool. What's, what's your predictions? We we want um, a scoreline for both of those, Sam. Uh, Wimbledon will be uh, 3-0. I think be quite comfortable. Liverpool, oh, they seem to win at the London Stadium every single time and score four goals, don't they? So, um, but let's be positive and say we can see, we can see if we can get a draw out of it, like a, like a 1-1 or a 2-2. 1-1, go Excellent. for a 1-1 actually. Uh, Nigel. So we're not podcasting next week then? Well, we'll have to do it on Tuesday or something. Why? Yeah. We're playing Liverpool the Monday after, two weeks' time. Oh yeah, we are. It's the it's the Wolves game yeah. next Tuesday. So yeah, why so am I? What you need to do is actually you need to. I don't know. I've baffled me to be fair. Yeah, but, for some reason I thought it was. I thought it was on Monday, and I thought, hang on a minute. You're right. It's the following Monday. So next week we do a double uh, prediction where we go to Wolves and Liverpool. Game. Yeah, you're like right. Like the army, right, right. So, so uh, forget what uh, what, what yeah. Sam said. Just just do your AFC with So uh, I think again, I think we're, ooh, anyway, we're lucky. Three one, West Ham. Um, I think it will be a lot tighter. So I'm going to go uh, one nil. One nil West Ham. I think they put the kids out, give them, give Silver a run out, give um, Grady and uh, Coventry, Connor and all those lot uh, run out. and uh, Coventry, Connor? It, they make it to Connor, Connor Coventry even. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I mean. Anyway, that's it. Um, I'm going to give Sam a chance to plug his Twitter handle, his um, his website, that he writes all the West Ham stories on. So this is your your commercial, Sam. My commercial. So yeah, um, my Twitter account is it's uh, 
at Sam underscore Inksol, which is a I N K E R S O L E. It's a difficult one. Uh, T M is my Twitter handle. It'd be the one with the blue tick next to it. So that if that helps out. Um, and then obviously, yeah, Football London. So it's football.london. There's a West Ham tab on the homepage there. You can click on that and you can see all the stuff. Everything goes on there. It all goes on my, all goes on my Twitter yeah, page. But well. only reading that after you've read Claret Hugh, obviously. Um, see, look, he's not he's only a real journal, he's got a blue tick. Yeah. I know. Dude, I know. Oh, we are in the prison to greatness tonight. That's all. <laughs> Do you, one last question, Seth. Do you need press? Do you need to be accredited by. To, to, to be Premier League, this is a question I've been often asked. Do you need press credentials to um, be at a press conference for the Premier League? Um, not necessarily for a press conference, uh, um, but I, I, I know that in previous regimes at, at West Ham, they kind of allowed those who weren't necessarily on this uh, system called Data Co, which is what and all the, the press accreditation is oh, for. I was going to Premier say, League, it used to be in the Championship day, and League One. NUJ, but do you, are you a member of the NUJ? Does it still exist? Oh, what? The National, oh, right, the National Union of yeah. Journalists? Oh, no, I'm not a member of them. No, no, no. Um, no, 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 not a member of them. But that, 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 that kind of accreditation doesn't necessarily help you getting into a press conference or anything like that or getting into a match is that you have to have this little data ah. code thing, which is, uh, the, which is the official way that, that you apply for games. And then um, they can either the club can either reject or accept your um, accreditation from that. So yeah, and it's all done for FA Cup and Carabao Cup. All right. So well. you're still waiting for your one for for um, Wimbledon at the moment. I am, yeah. But I mean, it's uh, it, I put it in last week, last Friday, and obviously they would have had a game this weekend to sort out. It's only Monday today, so if it gets to Wednesday, then I might be a little bit concerned. Oh, but uh, if I aren't going to take I, it, I, I have to put mine in as well. But uh. that's what you was <laughs> yeah. asking, isn't it? I can't imagine yeah. who would have asked you to find that out. No, no, right? Oh, I've often been asked this question, Sam. I thought you could yeah. answer it. No one's yeah. asked you that question. Anyway, we've got to say goodbye because, as usual, we're running over uh, our hour allocated slot, and, and we've been doing two hours and everything. Uh, Sam, thanks for being on tonight. Um, Sam has been. Uh, it's goodbye from Sam. Goodbye from me. Yep. Goodbye from Nigel. Goodbye from him. And it's uh, goodbye from me. Bye. Come on, you irons. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 